What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Coke Zero, a.k.a. Rabbi Can Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. We are in answering your questions number ocho. That is eight in English. I'm in Barcelona, Spain. We had some really fun questions today. We're going to talk about me not finding a wife yet and how I'm going about it and lessons learned, how to actually run an agency from the bottom, and if I was trying to get a job today right out of college, how would I approach it? This is questions and answers, so if you are looking to start, grow your online business, or have a lot of fun in life, you're going to enjoy this episode. If you have questions that you want answered in a future episode, go to okdork.com slash asknoah, okdork.com slash asknoah. Some of you may not know me or know about me. I went to Berkeley, worked at Intel, Facebook, Mint, and then I basically have been running my own company since 2007 and currently the CEO, founder of appsumo.com. Uh, we're going to do around $80 million top line this year. Uh, we are a software deals website, so we promote awesome software deals uh, at amazing prices. So if you're looking to start a growing online business, check out appsuma.com. I also run a YouTube channel with Jeremy uh, where we inspire people on their business journey. That is youtube.com slash okdork. Diving into your questions, questions and answering number eight. That is ocho. In Hebrew, that is what? Shimone? Number one from Joseph Kingsley. Damn, he sounds regal. Howdy, Noah. I loved your interview on Graham Stephan's podcast. And you mentioned that you are currently on a quest to find a wife. George, are you pulling these questions to try to help me out? Because I love you. Keep doing it. What has been the hardest part? And what are some of the lessons you've learned so far in your journey? Oy vey. What is this? My mother just using a different name? <laughs> I have started working with a relationship coach who I am really enjoying. Her name is Stephanie double underscore rig. That's not her full name. Her name is Stephanie rig. But it's Stephanie double underscore rig at Instagram. And I'm really, really enjoying uh, working with her. Uh, what has been the hardest part? I think the hardest part, and this is maybe not going to be what you expect, it's really just about working on myself. Or it's always about some, you got to have self-love. You know, when people say self-love, I'm like, shut up. Like, what does that mean? Like, hug yourself more during the day? Uh, but it's really just like, how do I work on myself uh, to be at a place where it's these negative stories, frankly, uh, that I'm telling myself a lot about, oh, here's a narrative. You're not going to meet someone in Barcelona you're not this enough, no one's available enough and all these things. And so I think really just like noticing the different things I'm uh, going on in my head. And how do I just start fact checking? Like fake news, I have fake news in my head. And so I think diving deeper into like, what are some of these narratives that have been happening for a while? How much of them are still true? And moving forward. That's definitely been the hardest part. Because, you know, I, I do like the quote, like, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. And doesn't mean it couldn't work out, but I do think there's things in my mind that I need to be nicer to myself. I think all of us can be kinder. So what are some of the lessons I've learned so far in my wife quest journey? Number one, I would say, believe there's something great out there for you. I think that's been a, a huge breakaway lately, takeaway lately, where it's like, I don't know if I ever thought there was someone going to be amazing that I deserve, they deserve me and so forth that actually exists on the planet. And they say, oh, it's a unicorn. It's like, yeah, there are unicorns and they are real. Uh, but I don't know if we actually believe them. So that, that's number one is for yourself and everyone out there believing for work. Like an AppSumo, I, you know, I believe that. I was like, yeah, we can do great stuff. And I, I think in the relationship, I, I need to develop more that level of belief. Next thing is is direction. Uh, Stephanie was commenting how I was rudderless. And what she meant by that is that I would date someone random here. I date uh, an Asian over there. I date a Jewish girl here. I'm hooking up with someone here. And she said, Noah, you're being rudderless. And I really like that phrase. And she didn't mean, she wasn't trying to be critical, but she was just commenting like, where are you going? So like, if you believe there's something great, like how is your actions and behavior aligned to that outcome? And if the same thing goes in business, you want to be a YouTuber and you want to get hundred subscribers. Like how are you taking action, decisive action with a clear plan toward that direction? 
And I thought that was a, a really great call out of her about not being rudderless. So like, I, for example, I went on a date last night. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real, y'all. And, you know, Jewish, attractive. And the girl, the girl, she's not a woman, I would say, was, you know, just kind of figuring a lot of things out, which is nothing wrong, but it's like, okay, that's not what I want to be doing. And so I let her know towards the end of the date, like, hey, you seem really cool and nice and like probably not going to have another meeting, but I wish you well. And I think in the past, I'm kind of like not discerning enough and be like, yeah, let's just kind of see where that goes. So I think the, the important thing is believing there's greatness out there for you, having a, a plan of sorts to get there, and then being decisive about what you're saying no to. I, I think this really applies for a lot of stuff, but that's definitely been strong for me in my, my dating experience. A few other kind of major lessons, having coaches has really helped. I have different friends who have been like, you got to break up with this girl, or you should have done this, or you should have done that. And I've enjoyed finding a coach that's specifies specific in the problem I'm struggling with, which is around dating and relationships with females and really having like a safe, fun space to explore it. Uh, so that's been really interesting uh, about getting a coach. I get, I had a squash coach as well this morning. I have a Hebrew coach. Shit, is that today or tomorrow? Tomorrow maybe. Um, so finding coaches in the areas that you want to be improving on. So one thing I do is of these key things I'm talking to you about, it's also a thing I read every single day in my daily uh, number one is build up self-respect. Uh, this is another major lesson where we don't set boundaries with others or we don't set things we want of ourselves and then we don't follow through and we lose our self-respect. And I think that also ties then to your self-worth, right? Like how do you feel about yourself? And if you don't feel worthy of being with someone great, then you're not going to be with someone great. You're going to be with someone okay. And if you want to be with someone okay, and that's that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with it. But believing that you're a great person, Stephanie did this thing. She's like, who admires you? And I said, my mom. And she's like, well, what does your mom admire about you? And she said all these things. And I was like, oh, maybe I, you know, I am better than the outside world thinks. And it's really about all internal. Like, how do we build up that internal self-worth, that internal self-respect? And then you find that parallel and that mirror and another partner for yourself, male, female, whatever, uh, that matches that. Uh, this is an interesting one. Trusting your feelings that you have and not denying them. Uh, I've gone on a, a few dates with women who are just like unbelievably attractive on paper, just like 10 out of 10. And I was like, there's just something missing here. And it's very easy to be like, well, you should just keep dating. You should just do it. And it's like, well, no, let me actually check in with myself and, and acknowledge it. And that's been, uh, that's been empowering because your intuition is right. Next up, you know, people talk about red flags and deal breakers and what are you looking for? I'm like, I want someone who's breathing. <laughs> I want someone who smells like flowers. But I really started dialing in like core three. And I think having a core three in life makes things easier about like, what are you going to say no to? I think that's really important. So my core three is number one, they have to be funny. I just want someone funny. That's it. I want someone I can laugh with and I want them to be funny. I can't be the only funny one here. You guys know how funny I am. Just kidding. You know, I'm like moderately funny. Uh, number two, respect, admiration, compelling. You can respect a lot of people, but you, I'd like to admire someone. I think that'll keep my attention and it'll be exciting to develop a deeper relationship. Uh, and I think that would also challenge me. And I think impressive is, is along the same line so that I respect them, I admire them and, and they're compelling where I'm like, wow, I'd love to keep engaging with you. Uh, and the last thing is attractive. I've gone on dates with women who are Jewish or women who are not Jewish. And I was like, man, they're so cool, but I'm just not attracted. I should force this attraction. And it doesn't mean they have to be a model, but I definitely was like, all right, let's, uh, you know, up the game a little bit. You got for me, just for my own preference, what I, what I find attractive. And that's all, you know, subjective. So those are my top three about it. There's a few other things. I don't know if this is interesting for you guys. You can skip to the next question about how to do marketing and business. But I, I will say, you know, things I've learned in relationships is that literally who you choose as your partner and who you're going to spend the, probably the most amount of time with outside of your coworker, it's critical. It's critical. And I think most of us, including myself, are not intentional and take it very lightly. We're like, oh, this is good. Yeah, it's not bad. 
all of us know what greatness is. You've seen it. You've seen it from a movie, Avatar, I guess it's the first one, or Forrest Gump, or you've seen it from a coworker, or you've seen it from a podcast, or from a YouTube, or from a friend, or from a lover. And it's like, you know what greatness is, and hold that standard. So with that being said, I would also say face the fear of discomfort and aloneness. Doesn't mean you have to dwell in it. Stephanie's really worked with me on not having so much guilt and shame or like, like kind of negative self-talk around those things. And at the same time, you have to push your discomfort, right? Otherwise, you will just take what you can get versus get what you want. And so facing the fear of that and being, being okay with it. And lastly, uh, reducing the amount of distractions. It's kind of what I talked about discernment, which is saying no is a good thing. That's why my name is Noah. Finding a wife, husband, partner, whatever you want to call them, is really special. And I find it really enjoyable to go, you know, how do you go on dates that is fun? And how do you find a partner where you're excited to get to know better? I really love this quote my friend Dan Andrews said. And if you guys didn't hear the podcast with him, check it out. But he said, I think it was from Esther Perel, but it's like, variety is dating one person. I was like, oh, that's so good. Sometimes you go on these dates and you just go, you know, oh, what's your friend? But variety is really getting to know someone's fears and their vulnerabilities and their, their excitements and their dreams and just being able to go deeper with them and take care of each other and, and build a life together. So I bless that Joseph and every other one of gorgeous listeners either have an amazing partner that you can appreciate more today or that you have faith on your journey like I'm doing uh, that we will find someone great for ourselves. And I bless you with that. Damn, that was a lot, man. Shit. I know you were thinking I'd be like, Yo, dog, let's talk about marketing, which is what we're probably going to do next. Uh, question number two from Rohan Chowby. What up, Rohan? Rohan, back to business. I like this. He said, hey, Noah, stop talking about being a loser, single guy. Just kidding. He did that. He said, I'm currently the moderator of a growth hacking community. That's cool. I was wondering, if you were to run an agency, how would you go about ensuring you have a consistent stream of clients and predictable revenue coming in? Thinking about this question... It's broad in that an agency really can be anything. It could be a TikTok agency. It could be a Facebook ad agency. It could be a Twitter agency. Uh, it could be just, just such a variety of email marketing agency. So the first thing that I would do is what's a key problem that I know is ROI profitable? And so what do I mean by that? I mean, what is an agency work that if I go to, let me give you an example, Nick from Stan's Fishing. If you guys watched the YouTube video, no one did. But if, if I loved it, uh, he is a fishing guy that has a fishing Shopify store. And if you went to his site, you'd see that his email marketing is zero. He literally almost did none of it. And you could email someone like that and say, hey, you're making money selling shirts. If I do your email marketing, I can guarantee you'll make 20% more money. So what number one thing is like, you have to solve a problem people want. As I've talked about in business, it's always three things. What's the problem that's really important for them? Who are they? Where are they? So find someone who's making money and has a thing where if you do the agency work or freelancer contract or whatever you want to call it work, you guarantee that it will succeed. So that, that's the first thing is being more specific with the agency piece, which sounds like you already have some clients. And to be clear, if you're starting off in the business world, do it for free, build up your confidence, build up your referrals, and then start asking for money and just take whatever money you can get. Don't sweat like I've got to be specific. I'm just saying it is easier when you are specific and you're tighter to the money ROI channel. Money ROI channel being what you do is very easy to prove that you're worth uh, what they're, you're asking them to pay for you. So number one, you have a product that people actually want. Now two, it's how do I get a consistent stream of clients and predictable revenue? So let me just give you examples because I would find that really helpful. I am paying a guy named Josh to do my TikTok. I think I pay him around $3,000 a month and uh, it's on subscription. And I'm also now paying $1,000 a month for someone to help me run my Twitter account. Now, taking a step back here, the question is, how do you get a consistent stream? And then secondly, I think a lot of people, especially in agency worlds, they, they sell these one-off projects versus, hey, let's do a three, six months trial subscription and, and be consistent with it. So how I would get a consistent amount of TikTok people 
or let's say TikTok, Twitter, email marketing, is I would look for a very specific type of person and send a templated email. Let me give an example of a templated email I got recently that I thought was actually a really strong email. This person sent, it was a template, but I could tell. It said, your subject line sucked. But I'd be like, hey, Noah, like I can double your Twitter followers. Or hey, Noah, I can make you 30% more money. It said, I was just listening to this you on the show, and I see that you, you go on Twitter. On Twitter, you're, this other person is growing twice as fast as you, uh, even though I think your stuff is much better. I'd love to send you uh, a few examples, five examples of actual tweets that I think you would want to send and that would help you double, if not 10x, your Twitter growth. Reply with a yes if you're interested. That's a banging email. And so I replied if interested. He, they sent me good stuff. I'm going with a different group that I already kind of talked with and worked with. But that was an easy way this guy can now sign me up for $500,000, $2,000, $5,000 business. So the repeatable format here in terms of consistent customers is that found a problem that mattered, sent a templated email based on my information that's public more or less by my Twitter, a comparative person who's run faster to get competition, and then showed me that he can send value. And then when he sent the actual value, it was really damn great. So I think this kind of outbound way is a great way. I think referrals is another one that could work really well. Uh, so if you can work for a few people that you've done good work for, be like, hey, I'm looking for someone who's on Twitter. Uh, who would you re- recommend? And so the more specific you can recommend someone, the more successful you're going to be, the more specific your request is, excuse me. The third thing I would consider, especially if you're just starting out in the agency world and you don't have a, a, a base of clients, which is a lot of the audience, is go do it for free. And I generally don't like free because then people, free is not paid. And it doesn't mean it's going to get you paid. But one, if the person has money and you do it for free, you eventually can get paid. That's Jeremy. He did our, he did my Instagram for free two years ago. And now he gets paid really well to run the whole YouTube channel. So that is one way to build up potential customer base and referrals, as well as it builds up your confidence and your portfolio. Now, in terms of predictable revenue coming in, I, I think what you have to be clear on is that if the recession happens or there's no recession, how do I make sure that when I'm Noah's spending 1000 or 3000 for what I'm doing, how do I make sure it's making that person a lot more money? And people just don't have that, that connection there. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we do Facebook ads and we spend money. We take a percent of the cut. And I'm like, well, how much ROI are you generating? And so get paid on the ROI that you generate for your customer. That's even a better way that both of your incentives are aligned. That is how I would approach an agency business. One thing I would consider is what have I done in the past that people have paid me for? Or how am I spending a lot of my time that I seem like an expert in that maybe I can help others in? So for me, I've spent a lot of time uh, the past years doing YouTube. I've just spent a lot of time. So if it's Instagram, TikTok, shit like that, I just have no clue. Uh, and so I'm looking for others. Email marketing, I've spent 10 years doing email marketing. So I have a pretty good idea in that. And then running a, a you know, hundred-ish person company. Uh, I've spent a lot of time learning about that, and so think about what is your superpower or whatever you want to call it, skill set uh, that maybe other people will find valuable. Good luck, Ron, out there. I hope this helps. Question number three from Tina Owen. What up, Tina? Love your blog post about the Mint Marketing Plan. I love you back. If you were a twenty-one-year-old, ugh. No, I'm pretty happy being 40. Graduating from college today, and you are trying to get a marketing job. What are some companies you would want to work for, and why? Ooh, that's a that's a that's a spicy question. I pretty much only wanted to work for companies that I use, and that is what I generally encourage people to do. Like, go create a company you would want to work at, or just go work at the companies you use. So, one easy way of doing this is look at the apps on your phone. That's a really simple way to go. Kind of consider uh, go to Command Y on your browser, or just hit the History tab, and then basically what I'm trying to get you to think about is look at the things you're actually how you're spending your time. One, doesn't mean it's going to be a great job, uh, but it gives basically some structured way of looking at, all right, where am I spending my time? Maybe go on screen time on your iPhone or Android. And you could see like, oh, I'm spending in these apps or these, these websites. And those are great places to potentially consider going to work for. 
Now, let me just tell you how I would personally do it. Those are exactly ways I would look at, okay, where am I spending my time? Now, in, in terms of, of choosing your career, I think there's A, am I going to be around like a mentor or a leader or highly caliber people uh, that are going to be amazing? And that's one thing to consider. Or secondly, is it an industry or category I'm like specifically really, 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 really interested in? All those things you can consider, where would I go work for today? One, I'd probably go try to get a job with Mr. Beast because he's the number one YouTuber out there. I think it'd be fascinating to run his business operation or marketing uh, and be a part of how he creates his content. So I'd be really fascinated with that. I'm, as you guys know, I'm super into tech. I love software and coding and products. So AppSumo, uh, yes, I'm biased, but that's also why I work there is that I love promoting things and it promotes software. And so AppSumo is definitely a company I'd be very excited to join around the marketing and promotion side. Uh, Strava comes to mind. I think Strava is a really interesting product. I think their monetization is still pretty light. Uh, I think the fitness activity space is really interesting. I think it's always going to be around. Uh, so I'd definitely be in that. I really like email marketing. So we have a product called SendFox. I don't know if I joined SendFox or be more or join Clavio, but something in the the promotion email marketing space just to be around the tech to see it and understand it. I think some of the high flying companies like I would 100% never work at Facebook, 100% never work at Amazon, 100% never work at Google, 100% never work at Microsoft, because you really just learn how to work at a big ass company. You get something kind of cool on your resume, it gives you a little bit of cred, but really not, it's not great. And you don't really get to learn skills that are applicable outside of it. I don't use Notion, but I think a lot of people today would be like, go work at Figma, go work at Notion, go work at Miro. I just don't use or really care for those products. So it's not something I'd be as hyped on. Oh, you know, one company I'd go work at just because I think they suck, even though uh, they have a lot of upside. It's called Libsyn. So it's who I host my podcast through. They've definitely gotten their shit eaten up <laughs> by Spotify and others. But I think if they dialed in uh, their business and marketing and promotion, they could really expand that business. So that would be a fun one uh, to try to go learn from. Oh, you know what I would probably go do is I'd probably go start a dating company. Uh, a lot of the ways that I, I like starting businesses, like what is the problem that I really want solved? And I think all these dating apps are such shit because you're spending eight hours swiping. You're spending 14 hours trying to write something creative. Uh, and I think they're, and then matchmaking, it's like, okay, I have to pay 25K for some, generally they're women to f send you some woman. And it's just like the quality feels weird. It feels like there's better ways to go through your own network or to have like a more thoughtful matchmaking process. It definitely feels like there's a disconnect around that. So that, that to me seems like a huge opportunity of a problem I have and like to solve. Another thing to consider, especially if you're coming out of college looking for job marketing, is that there's 10,000 other people you're competing with. So one, I would start doing social media or content or blogging or YouTubing to differentiate yourself. Secondly, I would just go do marketing. Like you don't need permission to market someone's product. You could just go promote it and bring them customers and then learn. Like how do I learn Google Analytics? How do I learn new mobile analytics? How do I learn mobile tracking? How do I learn email marketing? And the more that you can actually build out a website, build out an app potentially, and just start getting reps in, when you're going to these companies, you will stand out. Because what's happening, Tina, is that people go and apply for a job at AppSumo and it's like, yeah, I went to this college. Yeah, I was in like the marketing club and I did this. It's like, okay, show me your initiative. Show me your hustle. The best people I've hired, not all of them, but a lot of them have either applied with free work, have already showed me a project. Like, hey, I did this for you and I want to show it to you. Or just creating things on their, their on the side. So for me, I was building like everspeed.com, communitynext.com, entrepreneur27.org, collegeup.org. And I was building, you know, my blog, okdorf.com. And I, I got a lot of experience. I'm saying it was all great, but I got a lot of experience in just figuring out marketing. Like how the hell do I get people to find out about these things? And when I'm applying for a job, it also gave me a lot more material to then talk about. Good luck on your job hunt out there. I hope you loved the episode. If you loved it as much as we did making it for you, submit more questions, okdork.com slash asknoah. Also, I'd love feedback about what you thought of these shows. Send me a tweet, DM on Instagram, or TikTok at 
Noah Kagan. Did I say Tic Tac? <laughs> it's at Noah Kagan. Let me know what you thought of this. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go have some iced tea together. And thank you to the amazing team who helps put all of these things together. There's Jason at podcasttech.com. Please don't hire him because I still need to work with them. And I love this dude. Thank you to Jeremy Mitchell, George, Cam, Sasa, Nikki, and Jenna, the door team for all the magic that they do. And I got to give some love again to my boy, Chad. Uh, we've been doing this internet app sumo game and also just business together game about 15 plus years. And he still looks even younger than when we met him. Uh, he's one of the most amazing people I know. Uh, great friend to have. Very lucky that we've crossed paths. And I hope you're doing amazing. Have a sparkly day, everyone. What's your favorite soda? Psych. I know you don't drink soda, but seriously, what is it? <laughs>